Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rob, what a third period for the Sabres. Five consecutive goals after Gensel scored eight seconds in to make it a 3-1 Pittsburgh lead. Thompson, Olofsson, Tuck, Akposo, Olofsson come back, and the Sabres win it by a score of 6-3. to three. The crowd just saluting the Sabres at center ice as they raise their sticks back in appreciation. Well, we've got more goals in offense to talk about on another postgame show. It was 8 the other night. It was 6 tonight. Buffalo improves to 7-3 and three on the season. We'll have locker room reaction coming up. Paul Hamilton heading down there to talk to the players. We'll have Don Granato. We'll have Paul's take. Highlights all coming up. Final score from KeyBank Center. It's the Sabres 6 and the Penguins 3. The postgame is coming up right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Six more for the Sabres. Big comeback of the third period. Five goals in a row. Sabres trailed 3-1, and they win it 6-3. As we welcome you back to KeyBank Center, Brian Colziel with you on the Buffalo Sabres postgame show as we broadcast live from the Ted Darling Memorial Press Box. An impressive third period for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Definitely not 60 minutes of good hockey for the Sabres. In fact, the first 40 were just kind of blah and even just kind of weird. It was a night that we hadn't seen much from the Sabres where uh, things seemed off in terms of their timing, their stride, um, even their scoring opportunities just seemed seemed a little clunky. Uh, but then third period, which maybe you wouldn't think would have happened with Jake Kensel scoring eight seconds in to make it 3-1. Uh, Buffalo just woke up and went nuts with the offense. Thompson, Olofsson, Tuck, Oposo, and then Olofsson finishing it off. Five straight goals, uh, and Buffalo comes back with a 6-3 to victory. The thought coming into tonight was if the Sabres could get through the first two periods, I thought that... They would have the edge in the third with Pittsburgh playing last night in a highly emotional game plus overtime against the Bruins in which they blew a 5-2 lead and lost 6-5 in overtime. Um, so my thought was, hey, if the Sabres can at least maybe be tied or within a goal heading into the third, like they've been the quicker, faster team in the third all year. Pittsburgh is going to be fatigued. Um, but when Getzel scored eight seconds in, I mean, it's just thinking, all right, well, that's just it's not going to happen tonight. But, boy, did... The speed and the energy of the Sabres and the fatigue of the Penguins uh, was on full display there in the third period. The Sabres were just all over Pittsburgh in that third period, drawing penalties along the way too. Uh, Buffalo picking up a power play goal, even on the power play that went kind of blah when Skinner was taken down for interference. Uh, the Sabres were able to kill off another two minutes while they had the lead at that point by a 4-3 to three score. Um, Tage Thompson, again, another big night for him. In the third period, he has a goal and an assist, and he's the first star in this game. And, again, just coming through big time. Uh, Victor Olofsson 
has now up to eight goals on the season. Uh, Darlene, a couple of more points here along the way, playing a ton of minutes. Um, so, you know, the as Paul Hamilton says, the Sabres' best players have to play their best, and boy, have they ever here. Thompson scoring and putting up points at will. Darlene playing great. Uh, and, you know, Eric Comrie, another night where maybe he doesn't have to be amazing for the Sabres to win. In fact, Comrie in these last two games has had it easy in terms of the volume. Just 18 shots the other night against Detroit. Tonight, just 21. So you're keeping what looks like to be your number one goaltender. Very fresh here along the way, too. Uh, and now Buffalo will go on the road for two in a row here. Friday in Carolina, Saturday in Tampa. Those are two really good teams who also can fly, who also can put the puck in the net. So uh, the task may be a little tougher here coming up uh, as the Sabres go on a two-game road trip. The Sabres' next home game will be on Tuesday um, next week against the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, tonight, another night to talk about what this team is doing in terms of the energy and the offense. And again, I'm not here sitting here saying that they were great from start to finish. They were great in the third. They were just okay, I thought, uh, the rest of the way, uh, but the goals just keep coming, and the Sabers are really, really working quite well together. How about the play from Owen Power, where he has the puck, has a shooting lane. You can hear people in the arena saying "shoot, shoot, shoot," and he remains patient, and eventually finds Victor Olafson, uh, who then, of course, blasts that one timer. He's not going to miss that with that net yawning wide open. Um, so. Really, really good team effort working together. And then a play that I think really, really just shows what this team is all about. Uh, the net is empty. It's 4-3, and the Sabres throw the puck down the ice, and Gergensens races down to not only first beat out the icing call, so the play continues, killing off precious seconds, but then he's in the corner and has that puck there wedged, and his body and his skater up against it, and there you see Chris Letang slashing down low, trying to get that puck out. Then he starts kicking at it, and he can't get it out. And just more time goes off, and more time goes off. And then the puck eventually scoots over to, of, over to Oposo there, who just fires it from basically the wall uh, into the net. And uh, that sealed it for the Sabres with a 5-3 win. Okay, down to the locker room. Let's start things off. Alex Tuck is live with Paul Hamilton. A lot of skill players. That was a heck of a pass and goal by them but you know what we didn't we didn't get down on ourselves we, we didn't slump, slump down and we went out there and tried to respond right away and um, we were able to have a good come from behind win there and um, you know what it showed a lot of uh, guts in this room and it took all of us honestly and we, were, we all bared down and uh, started with comms and net and went out from there so um, a lot of guys stepped up in that third period and we responded well. Do you guys just want to simplify it in the, in the third period with where the game was? Uh, yeah I think we wanted to get it in, get it in behind them, forecheck them. Um, obviously they're coming off a back-to-back with a OT game yesterday um, with travel so those games always kind of creep into your back of your minds there in the third period. Maybe they, they probably didn't have as much energy as we did tonight but um, yeah, I'd say simplify. You said it right. Simplify, get in it. Uh, we will hopefully reconnect with Paul here shortly as uh, the Sabres 
ended up winning this one by a final score of 6-3. to three. Okay, back to talk with Paul. For to speak up, but he just goes in and works, and it's, uh, I mean, it's just awesome being able to play with a guy like that and sacrifice his body and everything just, just for the crest. And so that means a lot to play with a guy like that. You guys are the best third period team in the league. Just what does that illustrate to you that you guys get better as the game goes on? Um, well, hopefully we, uh, <laughs> hopefully that means we can get better in the first period too. Start with the job of the puck. So it's good that we uh, were able to, to finish games. I think that was something that we uh, slowly learned last year is that we needed to bear down and not sit back and um, continue to press and um, continue to play our style of game. So I thought we did that tonight. Um, I know we had to come from behind, but we were up with about 10 minutes left, and I don't think we took that um, off the gas either. Alex, on that one play to set up Olus and Owen Power, I mean, he looked like a 25-year-old there, the way he faked that play. Uh, just talk about a play like that that a kid pulls that off. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I probably would have whiffed on it like my other plays early in the game, but it was an unbelievable pass. I didn't even see him, and I'm on the bench. Usually on the bench you can see everybody out there, but um, <laughs> it was an unbelievable play. Uh, honest to God, it was amazing, and I mean, that's just... He's just scratching the surface, honestly, and I see um, he's elevating each and every game, and he's starting to get that confidence and starting to make plays like that, and he's starting to hold on to the puck, and it's scary because he's already making these plays, and he's already having a huge effect on the game, and uh, with, with the, I guess, the older guys that have ha that have uh, missed out, Lavushkin and Yogi Haru and um, Sammy even, we've, we've had to have guys like Power step up, and he's done done it honestly and he's done a really good job so really happy for him and like you said a heck of a pass now let's talk on the post game brian back to you yeah what an amazing pass we were just talking about it before we went down to the room we'll uh, be heading right back down to paul here with more coming up as the sabers come back to win it by a score of six to three yeah power that's the play and you know that he's drafted for something like that we know that his uh, offensive skill, his vision, and his passing is uh, just tremendous. Back down to the room. Here's Victor Olofsson now live. Victor, talk about the pass Owen Power just made to you for that goal. I mean, you, you, it was kind of a give-and-go type of thing. Did you even think it was coming back, or did you think he was going to shoot it? Uh, I was, I think, uh, like everyone else, I thought he was going to shoot it at first, but I, I was ready for it, and uh, it was a nice fake pass and or fake shot and uh, incredible pass, so um, I just had to hit the net and... Yeah, luckily winning. What was the difference? You guys looked a little disjointed for the first 40 minutes, and then in the third period you you turned on the Jets and, and really got on them. Uh, well, it, it wasn't – I've seen worse, but it just seemed a little disjointed, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like we couldn't really get uh, any ozone time. Uh, they were kind of – just turned it right up on us and got a lot of uh, uh, all-man rushes. And uh, I think we kept it a little bit more simple and – uh, played at a little bit higher pace in the third, and um, yeah, I would win. Was your mom here for this? Yeah. How's that? How'd that feel? Has she seen you play before? Uh, yeah, they they usually come uh, once or twice a year, so it's uh, uh, it's nice to especially score when uh, I got my parents here. Yeah. What's allowing you guys to play loose in those situations? You know, when they score eight seconds into the third, and you guys just you keep going. It'd be easy to get frustrated in that situation yeah i mean i think we uh just building confidence here and uh we've been playing well and uh in um yeah those situations we, we just stay calm and focus on the next shift and uh feel like that's the way you you got to do it and uh um yeah we've been good at that lately speaking of calm you seem like when you get an empty net situation like that you just seem like hey 
I'm going to hit the right center of the net. I mean, you do. You put it right in the center. I mean, you don't you don't panic or anything. Is it just one of those things you know you're going to get it down there? Um, I probably won't hit uh, every every at every time, but um, yeah, I was kind of kind of lucky. I just uh, hit it uh, on a one timer there, and uh, yeah, likely winning. What's the balance on this team illustrate to you? I mean, you look down the score sheet, and you already have a bunch of guys. Who- big stats I and mean, it seems like there's not one line you can key on what does that illustrate to you um i feel like we have a ton of skill in this locker room and uh we can everyone can, can play with everyone so uh i feel like they he donnie kind of mixed the lines here in the third and uh got everyone going a little bit and uh yeah there's just a ton of skill and uh everyone's ready for for that uh awesome chance and uh yeah it's been great so far thank you for your time victor and we'll stay right here brian because owen power is speaking over here Saw that seam open up, so I just kind of threw it over and um, obviously put it in. How much more comfortable are you feeling as the games go by? Um, yeah, I, it's getting a lot, a lot better. So um, I, I think tonight was um, my best game of the season. So um, hopefully I can just build off of it and um, just keep getting better. Is it all about simplifying with the puck in particular for you? Uh, I wouldn't really say with the puck. I think. My main focus coming into this game was kind of my gap. Um, I think that's kind of what's been causing me a lot of problems um, this year. So um, I kind of just went in kind of my main mindset was on that and um, just trying to kill plays as quick as possible. Oh, and you may have already answered this. What was the difference between the third period and maybe the first two team-wise? Yeah, I, I, I said it before. I think we were just more aggressive and um, our D's gap was, were good and our forward uh, we're all over their D, so um, it was it was fun to play. In. I'm sure you had it in the back of your mind too that they had an overtime game last night, and if you got on them, you could wear them out. Yeah, I think it was kind of said in between periods. We knew they were um, coming off a game last night, and um, I think Bluey last night too. So uh, we knew we knew they would be tired, and um, just kind of tried to, like I said, be aggressive and um, get on them. Thank you, Owen. Owen Power on the post game, and I see Tage Thompson's over here, so let me stick a microphone in this while he's speaking. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things is um, we got a, a great locker room, and um, I think everyone just feels comfortable. They can be themselves, and um, he's someone that brings a lot of energy and, um, you know, on and off the ice. So uh, when, when you have a bad day, you come into the rink, you may be a, a little down, and he's always picking you up, and... Uh, it's, uh, it's been great for us. One change for you. Um, every time we look up, <laughs> you're scoring an assist, and it seems like it's always in the third period as well. Just for you guys in general, you're outscoring your opponents 18-7 to seven in, the, in the last period. What is it about this team and, and what you guys have been able to do in, in, in the deciding period? I think it's, yeah, it's a, I think it's probably a good and a bad thing. I think obviously we need to get off to a little bit of better starts and um, get to our game earlier, but I think it shows you know the character we have in our room. We got a hungry group and a bunch of guys that are very competitive and want to win, and and um, I think that's what what you see there in the third. Um, you know, there's there's no packing in uh, in the bags. You just keep going to work and keep uh, keep playing the game the same way. And uh, obviously, we got rewarded there. So when Kyle scores the empty netter, everybody's pointing at Zemgis. Yeah. What does that say just about the group? Yeah, I mean, I think. I, I think obviously that doesn't go unnoticed. And he beats out an icing and keeps that play alive, and that's why the goal happens. So I think that's another thing. You know, it's a big credit to our team. Like when when guys do something well, everyone's you know happy for him, pointed out, and 
um, those things make you feel good and, uh, when people are noticing things and they don't go unnoticed. And um, that was a that was a huge play by him tonight. I know you and your teammates love challenges, and you guys aren't going to sneak up on people too much longer. I mean, this is a nationally televised game. You guys, I think, showed all sides of your team, but come back and to win a hockey game like that, it, it's going to get to the point where you're not going to sneak up on teams anymore, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, obviously the way we finished last season too. I think people kind of know we've we've got a good team here and um, we're doing something special. And I think um, it's going to be a challenge. And I think that's something that the group's excited for. Thank you, Tage. Tage Thompson in the post game. Brian, back to you. Great work down in the locker room there as uh, Tage Thompson, tonight's number one star. You heard from Alex Tuck. You hear from Owen Power. Those make up the three stars in that order: Thompson one, Tuck two, Power three. But uh, Owen Power, a very solid game. He makes, to me, uh, the play of the game, setting Olafson up to tie that game up at three. And uh, as Power said, he thought it was his best game of the season. I would agree. So we'll go ahead and make Owen Power the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW. For an electrifying performance, check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Sabres win it, improved to 7-3 and three on the season. Carolina next on the road on Friday at 7 o'clock. Okay, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodnight to you at this time. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen on the Odyssey app. For all of you on our flagship on WGR, stay with us. Don Granado's postgame comments coming up. Highlights, Paul Hamilton's take all on your way. Final score here from downtown Buffalo. The Sabres 6 and the Penguins 3. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sabres in the Penguin zone, but can't settle the puck down. Pittsburgh come back the other way, and it's a four-on-two if they push this one. Comrie reaching for it, and he makes a grand save over at that far post. Eric Comrie, your save of the game right there with Dan Dunleavy on the call, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealer's new inventory is arriving daily. As we welcome you back to KeyBank Center, Brian Colzio with you. Six to three, Sabres beat the Penguins a barrage of goals, five straight in the third period after Gensel had scored just eight seconds into the period on the power play to give Pittsburgh a two-goal lead. Uh, then the Sabres come back from Thompson, Olsen, Tuck, Oposo, Olsen again, and uh, Buffalo wins it by a 6-3 to margin. Don Granado's postgame comments, we're expecting him into the media room here at any moment, so stay with us. We'll carry that live right here on the postgame show. Let's get to our final stats now. They're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shot totals, Sabres outshoot the Penguins 13-7 to in the third, end up 33-21 to in favor of Buffalo. Power plays, each team getting one goal, Penguins one of three, Sabres one of four. In the nets, Eric Comrie gets the win, 18 saves. Casey DeSmith, the loss, 27 saves. Three stars, Owen Power, star number three, Alex Tuck, star number two. Tage Thompson, star number one. The announced attendance tonight at KeyBank Center, 12,201. The Sabres will now go on the road for their next two games, Friday in Carolina, Saturday in Tampa, and we'll have both those games, 7 o'clock, pregame at 6, right here on the Sabres radio network. Buffalo's next home game is Tuesday, uh, November 8th, 7 o'clock against Arizona. Next week, the Sabres will have Arizona and Vegas here on uh, Tuesday and Thursday. A couple of other stats. How about this for Rasmus Dahlin? Almost at 30 minutes tonight, 29-25. 
to lead all players. Uh, he also led all players on both sides, not only in minutes, but in shots. He had five shots on goal, four block shots. So, you know, Darlene doing what he does, just doing everything. And uh, he was a big part of this one tonight. Also had two assists in the game tonight for the Sabres. Okay, we are going to head downstairs now. Live head coach Don Granato following the 6-3 win. Um, aggressiveness. Uh, you know, I didn't feel we had that enough uh, to the level where our guys are capable of anyway uh, through the first two, and they, they found that in the third. You've talked about overcoming adversity in the last couple of days. The Gensel goal, eight seconds into the third, puts you down 3-1, to one and you could feel that, well, maybe this might not be their night. But what does it say about the way they overcame that adversity in that third period? Yeah, that was, I mentioned it to the group at, at the end of the game, to give up, you know, we give up the goal immediately into the third period to fall down two goals, and we haven't had a good night to that point yet. Um, and then we responded. Uh, so so it, it is a testament to, to the group's will, uh, determination. But I think they also, they know their, and we know our identity, and we knew we weren't playing to it to that point and you know i think the collective feel going in the third was we are going to get to that we are going to we are going to turn it up to that and uh so i, I don't know that that wavered much um, um obviously it didn't as we see the result but um the effort that followed but I, but i think that's the reason they they we knew we weren't playing to our identity and they knew they could get to it uh, so it was just one more challenge. What did you think about Owen's play in the third period? Oh, it was a great game by Owen. Obviously, we're sh we're short D. We're asking him to do a lot more than we should be asking, you know, a 19 year old guy to do. Um, and and that play to Victor Olsson was, I mean, Victor had a completely empty net, completely empty net, um, by virtue of of Owen, you know, not only freezing the goaltender and freezing everything. Uh, but making the perfect pass right in the wheelhouse for Victor. Uh, perfect velocity, perfect location, perfect timing. Uh, so it, it obviously says a lot. Coach, hey, talk about the first 10 games this season compared to last year's uh, <laughs> first 10 games of the season. Talk about the progression and things yeah. that you see that they're doing. It, you know, I can't really struggle to compare it to the past because everything is in the context of this season now. And we, we really don't know how good the league is yet. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to figure the context of the league this year. There's lots of trades and lots of changes and players get older and things change. And so every year is a new year and, and, uh, you know, we don't know where we fit in and what we, we do, we do know there's a lot of areas we can improve on a lot of areas we can progress a lot of areas we have to. And, uh, that's really our daily focus. What do you hear uh, just the difference, and as Richie said now, is you knew that in the third period you would play the way you're supposed to. Just by the numbers as well, outscoring opponents 18-7 to seven in the last period. What, what has been the difference that you're, you're so confident in that and then they play that way? Well, we, we didn't play with enough pace, and we didn't play with our pace, and I didn't feel our guys were tired. There were no signs of fatigue. Um, you know, you see lots of signs of fatigue. You know your players, and you, you know the game. You've been around the game a lot, and, and they showed no signs of fatigue. So, you know, I felt comfortable they were going to get to their game. We don't know we're coming back. I mean, it's 3-1. to one. you got a hell of a team over there. So, but, but I knew we had, 
you know a, a couple another levels that we could we could raise to and uh, and it would be you know I knew we could make a game of it um, but the the nice thing is you see guys making game breaking plays in what would normally or previously be per, perceived as pressure um, you know Skinner made a great play to break up a play on a back check that led to a two-on-one and Thompson made a great play to poise and wait and then put it perfectly for Tuck. And I just mentioned Owen. So, so you know, I feel that our guys are, are getting more comfortable as they gain experience in the league to make plays under pressure. And that's a uh, little bit of what we've seen, the, the progression there. Considering they had an overtime last night, did you know if you could get on them in the third period that you might be able to wear them down? I, I thought that, you know, there was a, a chance anytime. It's tough to play back to back. Um, I, I thought we would have a better energy and effort to start uh, and more jump to start. We we didn't. Um, and the hope is, of course, you, you get better as a game goes along when you play a team that's in a tough situation like they were playing back to back. And um, but I just um, would have would have loved to have that a little earlier. But it's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it, it does. It speaks of, you know, Zemgis quite a bit, uh, you know, just aware, situational awareness. We talk a lot about, you know, that's what players gain a better perspective on that, a better, you know, as they gain more experience, they're more aware. And it was great. Uh, beats an icing out. Battles extends the possession. It, ends, it leads to, to, to an empty net goal, which was obviously significant. I really like that. As you say that, the other part that I loved was the end of the game. You know, Middlestead. Cousins and what just you know they get into that battle that scrum at the end of the game and I literally had ten guys turn around on the bench they wanted to be the next guys out um, you know they they I love the aggressive competitiveness of our group um, and so so those are two things that stuck out on this down the stretch for me offensively right that's sort of been like the story but really without three of your top six defensemen. I just want to hear about your, your take on both Comedy and Anderson and how sturdy they've been and been able to sort of yeah. keep your guys, you know, relaxed and in check in these games where they know that, you know, they have those two back there. Yeah, th those two guys are, are such team players that, you know, when a, when a goal against happens, the first person, they, they, they look in the mirror and they, they, they blame themselves. Uh, I can tell by their body language and how they act. They never blame somebody else for anything, for chances against anything. And they are always trying to pick up their defenseman or their guy that might have made the last mistake on the play or they're thinking about that. So they're really uh, you know, exceptional athletes but exceptional people. And that's, that's an important dynamic uh, when you're talking about any team, you know, especially a young team and especially where we're at right now with uh, a lot of new defensemen you know, with, with, with key defensemen out, uh, young guys back there that are going to make mistakes until they gain some more experience. And, you know, Com, Com was great. We mentioned that right away after the game, how, how solid he was for our young, for our group. I know the power play has been something that's actually worked on, but the Thompson That was a that power play goal was really nice for 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 me or the coaches to see because we've we want that movement that motion uh, guys interchange position lots of times you see power playing and guys anchor to spots and 
you know, we're, we're trying to get more motion and more movement. And Skinner was on the half wall on the other side. Uh, and, and there was just a, just a rotation of players. And, it, you know, their, their offensive instincts and creativity took over. Um, that was a really nice component. That's something we're trying to build on the power play, and it's going to be a progression. But uh, it was a good sign. Hey, Coach, when you speak of adversity and pressure, you talk about it a lot. Are there any players in particular that say, hey, listen, let's wake up, let's, let's get this going, let's go. It's third period, we got to get this. Yeah. We, you, you, you know, fortunately, we have lots of guys that aren't afraid to be vocal. That means they, they, uh, they trust that their teammates trust them, that they speak up for the right reasons, and there's some, you know, there's some care behind it. Um, they will lead by example. So yeah, there's there's quite a few guys that. Uh, I mean, obviously the guys that were a letter, but you know beyond that, Middlestead, Cousins, Tuck. You know, there's there's guys that aren't afraid to do that, and it's happening more and more, uh, which is a which is a good sign. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado. His live press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempster Energy, or excuse me, Emergency Services. Specialist bringing heat on and off the ice as we bring it back up here to the press box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colsey with you on the post game, 6-3. to three. Buffalo victorious over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Five goals in the third in a row from Thompson, Olofsson, Tuck, Oposo, and Olofsson. And the Sabres pick up their seventh win of the season. Seven and three, two ten games. I'll update you here on the standings coming up in just one moment. We'll get Paul Hamilton in two. But before we get into Paul's thoughts, let's get the highlights in. And we'll pick up the highlights right after Gensel scores early third to make it 3-1 Pittsburgh. He scores his eight seconds in. But the rest of the way, it's all Sabres. Here's the first of five in a row. Tage Thompson, a one-time blast on the power play. Leaves it in the corner. Gets it back again. Skinner up top for Darlene. Here comes a one-timer! Tage Thompson continues his scoring blitz, and TNT's got the Sabres back within one. It's 3-2, Penguins. Yeah, ho-hum, another goal for Tage Thompson, his seventh of the year. Darlene sets him up with a beautiful pass. Skinner as well. Power play at 321, and Pittsburgh in front 3-2. few minutes later, back to even strength, and what a play from Owen Power. Showing patience, showing vision, finding Victor Olofsson to tie the game at three. He sends it up top. Power fakes the shot. One-timer scores! What a pass from Owen Power! And Victor Olofsson buries it, and we are tied at three. Well, the talk of the locker room was Power's pass. He sets up Victor at 629 for his seventh of the year to tie things up. The pass from Power, the finish from Olofsson. It's our play of the game tonight, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Well, the next goal also may be a play of the game candidate, Thompson, magical again, finding Alex Tuck, who is flying to the net, and Buffalo grabs its first lead. Here comes Thompson with a two-on-one. Thompson with Tuck. Thompson to Tuck. Scores! He can score him. He can set him up. Tage Thompson finds Alex Tuck in front of the net, and Buffalo has taken the lead at 4-3 with 9.26 to go in the third period. Alex Tuck, 7 from Thompson and Skinner. A perfect redirect going to the net. 4-3 Buffalo. That is your game winner. 
the Sabres have been amazing at hitting the empty net this year. Something we haven't been able to say for like a decade. Here comes the first of two from Kyle Oposo to put Buffalo up by two. Keeping it against the wall in the Pittsburgh zone. He's lost his helmet, so he's got to go to the bench, but he's allowed to finish the play in an empty net goal. Comes of that is Kyle Oposo. Pointing back towards Zemgus Gergensen's the entire line are going back to Z, as they call him, and he gets the first fist bump as Buffalo up 5-3 to three now. Oposo from Gergensen's and Darlene. The play there, of course, Gergensen's in the corner. Just a real high-effort play. Latang is slashing and kicking, cannot get the puck out of frustration, uh, and then it ends up into the net to seal it. And then one more for good measure into the empty net. This one from Victor Olofsson, his second of the night. Latang in the middle of the ice, gets it back with 12 seconds. A shot, and that's in the mixer in front of the net. Olofsson with the empty net. Yes! Right in the gut. Why not? 6-3. Victor's eighth of the year to lead the team now from Bryson. Empty net goal with seven seconds left. 6-3 Buffalo. Those are your highlights, courtesy of Dan Dunleavy on the call. You heard him right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. 6-3 final is the score. Sabres are now 7-3 and on the season. Carolina up next on Friday. And for more on tonight's game, we get Paul Hamilton's take. We go down live to the media room. And, uh, Paul, what a third period. We thought a storyline coming into the, night game, into the game tonight would be, would Pittsburgh show fatigue? Would the Sabres be able to take advantage of that in the third and well, boy, did they ever, even though it didn't start well with Genzel's early goal. Yeah, I mean, you here you start the third period and, and you're off to uh, uh, eight seconds and you're down by two goals again. But uh, this team doesn't panic or, you know, and they, they'd been disjointed for 40 minutes, but they can get to their game and they did. And they don't panic. They, they sit on the bench. They, under, they get mad. And they understand that they can play better. And then they go out and they do. And uh, just another comeback for them. Down two goals. And it just kind of rolls for them. And and as the momentum grows for them. And sure, it helped that Pittsburgh played uh, last night in in an overtime game. But uh, it just grew for them. and, and And they get the victory. Paul, there's so many interesting plays within the third here that I think are worthy of talking about. But let's start with Powers Pass. You talked to, to some of the players about it. Um, what a play. What, what did Granado say? He said perfect velocity, perfect placement, and uh, that's some really nice vision and patience for a young player in a pressure spot. Don Granado talked about that too. Yeah, many guys would have just wound up and shot it. And, you know, depending if it gets blocked or whatever, a shot's not a bad play. Um, but, uh, you know, he winds up and knows, all right, I got a guy wide open over in the, over in the, uh, circle and, uh, let's go that way. And he certainly did. And, uh, got, got the, got the pass over there. And as Don Granado said, put it right in the wheelhouse and the Smith wasn't anywhere to be found. I mean, he had, he had the whole net to shoot at, but honestly, I think Casey DeSmith thought that power was going to shoot it too. Yeah, I think we all did. So the whole building, even the fans that were yelling, shoot, it ended up working out. Uh, Paul, one follow-up on what Don Granato said there. Why, with this group being the youngest team in the league, are they handling these pressure moments? You have also brought up moments from last year, the the RJ night, the Eichel return night, uh, other games in which there was a big crowd on hand during a year where the crowds were so small. Like, Why do you think 
this group that is so young are handling these pressure moments so well? Because they're there for each other. I mean, they're off the ice, on the ice together. They, they spend time together away from the rink. They study film together. You know, at practice, they're together. Uh, they, there have been times after practice where we wait over an hour after the coaches leave the ice to talk to a player that's still on the ice, and there's like 11 players still out there. You know, working on their games, working together, sometimes just playing games together out on the ice, you know, competing. You know, they, they don't give an inch. It's like, all right, we're going to compete, and they're all thinking they're going to win the competition type of thing, and they're out there like an hour extra just just doing things like that. And I, I think by doing that, it, it helps them be together when they get into a tough spot. They know how the guy next to him is going to react because they're around that guy a lot. They know who he is. They know how he is. They know his weaknesses. They know his strengths, and they can help each other. And Don Granato also adding, Paul, about the scrum at the end with two seconds left. He said he had ten guys on the bench turn and say they wanted to be the next guys out. I guess that kind of adds into what you're saying about how they have each other's back. Yeah. When was the last time? I think last time that teams hated playing the Sabres and we had these kind of things where the Sabres are initiating these things was back when they were Ray, May, Hoogner, yeah. And Barnaby out yeah. on the ice. <laughs> really. Yeah. I, I, it's been that long since they've had a team. I think teams are starting to hate the Sabres. And that's nothing wrong with that. You know, you know they before, how many, for how many years have we sat here and said, easy game for the other team? They can't wait to get here because it's an easy game. They're not going to get hit. They can make these fancy plays. The other team doesn't get mad. You know, it's just like, eh, good. You know, we can come in here, win by a couple of goals. It'll be an easy night. And that type of thing. Not an easy night anymore. You know, they're, they're, they're hard to play against. And speaking of hard to play against, Zemgus Gergensen's on the goal that seals it into the empty net. Uh, boy, did Chris Letang look as frustrated as I've ever seen him play in that play in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he's trying to come back from an injury. He didn't play last night. And uh, I think he's just frustrated overall. He's not lo- used to a five-game losing streak. Or, you know, he's not used to a three-game losing streak. That's not what the Pittsburgh Penguins do. You know, and now now they're on a losing streak, and it's just, you know, not something that he's accustomed to. Uh, And he's been in Pittsburgh for a long, long time. So, you know, what's going on with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now is is frustration for him, and I I totally understand where he's coming from. Paul Dahlin quickly, almost 30 minutes, 29-25, five shots, four block shots. Another uh, all-around beauty from him. And they needed him. You know, when you're down two goals, Darlene's going to play a lot. And he certainly did, and Power did, and I I agree. I mean, we were talking uh, before Don Granato walked in, sitting in the room, how that was Power's best game by far. And it wasn't just because of the pass. That's part of it. But just defensively and and the plays that he made uh, to keep pucks in and to win battles – and his passing, it just seems like with, you know, every, every shift he gains more confidence as he goes along. Will there be hiccups along the way? Still sure, there will. But uh, that, that was an, a real nice game for the kid. No doubt. Okay, Paul, uh, let's finish with what's next. Two road games against two very good teams at Carolina and at Tampa. Uh, those are Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and it, it's a good test for them, and Don Granal will love it. He loves tests like that. He loves challenges like that. 
you know, you heard Tage Thompson. I mean, this being a nationally televised game, there are other teams around the NHL watching this game. They're playing against the Sabres last year at the end of the year. Um, the Sabres aren't going to be sneaking up on teams anymore. You know, other teams are going to know what this team is all about. So that's a different challenge, and they, they, they love it. They love challenges like that. They're like, bring it on. Great. I'm glad they think we're good. Now let's go show them even we can be even better type of thing. That's those are the types of challenges that they like. And Don Granado loves those challenges for his team. Yeah, just like Florida. He's like, I wish we could play Florida tomorrow after the four three loss. He goes, They can't wait to play them again. You know, type of thing. He goes, those are the types of games that he feels helps his team get better. Paul, great work tonight as always. Have a safe trip to Raleigh and uh, we'll talk to you on the broadcast on Friday night. Okay, sounds good. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Sabres victorious 6-3. to The injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, good news from Don Granado. There was no injuries to report from this one. Uh, still three very important injuries on the blue line. Labushkin, Yoki Haru, and Samuelson. Uh, Labushkin likely the... Uh, closest to returning amongst the group. We'll see if he uh, gets back into the lineup uh, in these two road games upcoming at Carolina and Tampa. Before we say goodnight, let's update you on the standings. Uh, the Sabres, with this win, improve to 7-3 and three on the season, so that gives them now 14 points. They are second, uh, solo second in the Atlantic, only behind the Bruins, who are off to an amazing 9-1 and one start. So you got the Bruins with 18, Buffalo with 14, uh, a couple of teams with 12, including Tampa and Toronto. Tampa, of course, will be uh, the Sabres' opponent Saturday. Toronto won tonight against Philadelphia, so uh, they have 12 points there. Uh, you've got the Panthers with 11, the Red Wings and the Canadians with 10, and Ottawa with 8. Uh, there's only one team in the East that has more points than the Sabres, and that's the Bruins. The Metro leaders, how about Lindy Ruff's Devils, 14 points. Uh, they are leading the Metro, so no other team in the East other than Boston uh, has more. The The only other team in the West that has more than Buffalo, Jack Eichel's Vegas Golden Knights. Some interesting storylines to start in the NHL season for sure. One of them here in Buffalo, another incredible third period for the Sabres. They did it the other night against Chicago, then, of course, against Detroit, and now another comeback here tonight against Pittsburgh as the Sabres finish their four-game homestand going 3-1. and one. Two upcoming on the road at Carolina Friday. That'll be our next broadcast as we put a wrap here tonight from KeyBank Center on our post-game show. I want to thank Josh Schmidt back in our Amherst studios, our network producer. Thank you, Josh. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Our crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton, uh, the Bulldog on the pregame show, and, of course, our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. I thank you for listening. Again, the final here from downtown Buffalo. It was the Sabres 6 and the Penguins 3. We will talk to you Friday night, Sabres and Hurricanes, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t